Hey there, Aurora here with Supercharged Science, Homeschool Science Curriculum for K-12. And today I'm going to take you in a room that we have in our house called Adventure. Now, Facebook Live probably reversed that in its cursive, but it says Adventure. And this is a room where we keep toys that we rotate, including our big stash of games. So I wanted to share with you the most educational games that I've found for kids that you can use with yours. And I'm going to go through each one, well, me not each one, but a lot of my favorites and tell you what I liked about them and what was great. So inside of Adventure, by the way, the kids are not allowed in here without me. <laughs> So we have a couple of different things. First, you'll notice a big map on the wall. And this is our flight simulator. Now, my husband and I are both pilots. And so this is not a game. Um, it's not a video game. It's a place where we go to actually train in order to stay current. Um, so it's a flight simulator. And we put it in here so we can um, easily have access to it in a nice secluded place. Okay, so this is a room kids do not have access to. It's not a very big room, but it's really key because have you ever been to people's houses and they have toys like absolutely everywhere and the kids are like bored and they have no idea like oh i don't know what to play with and there's like toys strewn everywhere to get away from that what we've done is we've set up a system where we just take a few of these and we rotate them so the kids only have three four or five things out at once um, and so that way things still stay interesting and new and fresh and let me show you how i work this so over here, here, let me start with this one. Um, the connects are back here, and they're all in bins and so forth. And so what, we're, what we do is we'll take these bins out. And right now, Legos are out there, so the Lego ones are not in here. And so we'll replace these with the Legos. Or we'll replace those with the slot cars. Um, and so usually they rotate on a monthly basis. Now we also have other things like Hot Wheels and just cars in a blue track. Have you ever seen one of these? It's just a long piece of rubber, <laughs> and you can hook it onto anything. So these are toys that we rotate through. There's another one. Um, we have a whole huge bin of, of planks. So the kids don't get, like, bored, and, and just when things are new and fresh, the kids uh, play with them a whole lot more. Now, we do this especially with our games, and so I love games. I love board games, and I know they've gained a big comeback, so I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, so here are about 40 to 50 games that we've chosen. I'm just going to highlight the ones that, you know, I've got kids, two kids in high school right now. And when they're in their econ class or their history class, they've been coming back and saying, Mom, I get this. I get why the market price is up and we want to buy and sell and all this. And it's fantastic. Or they've been in a history class, or I'm sorry, a science class, and they already know the periodic table. So let me show you a couple of my favorites. Um, now, by the way, each one of these is in a storage container like this. And for smaller games, we just put everything in here all at once. Oh, okay, so here's one, of, here's one that I actually like. It's a real estate game. It's called For Sale. It's really easy um, to start playing, and it just, this is all the parts that are in it. And so we keep all of these in here, and the kids get to rotate which boxes and which bins they want. Okay, so economics. Let's start there. This is probably my favorite economics game. It's called Wealth of Nations. And I know this is all backwards, and it kind of looks like, looks like this, Wealth of Nations. And so take some notes here if this is a game that you'd like. And what's really cool about this game, well, we put them all the pieces in a little storage container, is that it actually shows kids market prices and which change as you go through the game. So you're in charge of making 
uh, your country is in charge of producing something and you have to buy and sell and trade with other company, other countries. And if you hold back, you can drive the price up, but people will start to generate their own ways of generating those products that you can't buy uh, from you because you kind of are hoarding. <laughs> so it's, it's got a lot of interesting dynamics. So I really like that one. Power Grid is another great one. Let me show you what it looks like. Um, Power Grid, here's the manual, and here are the game pieces. And basically, you're an electric company, and you are providing um, electricity for different um, uh, for different countries or different geographic regions, and you have to connect the electricity up and, and power up your homes. Um, okay, and so let's see. There's We're just going to do economics first, and then we'll go back and do cooperative games. Okay, food chain. This one's hard to find. I don't know why, um, but this one, <laughs> uh, basically you are in charge of a restaurant, um, a chain of restaurants, and you basically have to, the game pieces look like this, um, you're selling one of five different products, and you're in charge of marketing, you're in charge of uh, putting money into the community to raise the so people will come in and be able to afford higher prices so you can jack up your prices on the menu. Um, so it's a restaurant business game. Um, and so this is a great simulator game. Um, and where's another, where's my, where's the other simulator game? Oh, here we go. This one was actually made for business people, not kids. Um, but kids have picked it up. It's called... There we go. Go Venture. It's an entrepreneurship business game. And so um, kids basically go through and they go one round on the board here is one month and you have to do everything from payroll to taxes to make sure you don't get ripped off by the next guy. Um, there's all kinds of really cool things in here. So this was actually made uh, as a simulator game to help people um, in the business world kind of step out of the managerial role and more into an entrepreneurship role. So that's another one. Um, okay, there's a couple more. Oh. Uh, through the Ages. We actually have both of these. Through the Ages is, here's the old one. Um, this is really cool because it starts in antiquity. It's got like Socrates and Aristotle and it brings, it's a culture game, so it brings it up, um, up you're developing your cultures and trying to keep your people happy and you're trying to invent things and create things and uh, in order to whoops looks like it's we played it so many games we actually broke our board <laughs> um, the board looks like this and um, and you're basically moving your culture along and so this is a great one especially if you're studying history um, because it brings you in from antiquity through um, the Middle Ages and on through the 1800s, 1900s, and lots of inventions, and then through the modern day era. And like at the very end of the game, um, this one has the option to either have it be more based with military tactics, which we don't tend to do. We're more focused on the culture. It's really intense to figure out how to play this game, so we watch lots of videos and we got the hang of it. This one is a longer one. This is about three hours of play. Um, the way we made this game, because there's a ton of little and so we need a bag for every player. So every player just gets a bag with all the right color pieces and stuff that you need so they can set up their board and um, the markers help you the game. And if your civilization's not happy, then they will revolt against you. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a really well-played game. It's actually one of the top 10 games that are by popularity of all time. Um, and there's a second version of that as well. Okay, uh, let me see if there's any other simulator 
business type of economic games that I wanted to point out. Um, okay, let's move on to um, other games. Now, this one was made by NASA scientists. And I actually really enjoy this one. Uh, it's called Terraforming Mars. We play this one with my kids. My six-year-old loves this one. It's like one of his favorite games. And he, he gets most of it. <laughs> um, so big planet, big picture of Mars. And this one's actually accurate, which is amazing. Um, and you are basically taking a red planet that is not very habitable and bringing up the oxygen and adding some oceans, bringing your water in, um, planting some trees, and you're developing the atmosphere, trying to get it to be habitable for everyone. So that's a fun one that you can do. It's got teeny pieces so these organizers are really super helpful um, but that's the theme behind this one it's got a big old stack of cards and you get to pull from there and kind of develop uh, your your side and kind of work together but also faster than the next person because you win with the number of um, points you have okay cooperative games if you've got little little kids I don't know where I found these two games but they're really cute um, these are like preschool games one of them's called hoot owl hoot the other one's called Count Your Chickens. Um, these two games are cooperative. Everybody works together. It's like a four to six player game, and you're all trying to get like little owls back in the nest, um, or you're all trying to do it before like the sun rises, so there's a little bit of time pressure, and so little kids sometimes don't handle pressure so well, so it's a really good way to help them with that. Um, one of my favorite cooperative is Forbidden Desert. And used to have these in boxes, by the way, you know, boxes like they came in boxes. This is a good one, by the way, patchwork. Um, but then, you know, the kids would stomp on them and play and look. This one's only like a couple months old, and <laughs> so I'm going to put these in. So that's one of the reasons we, we went to this method. If they have organizers that are custom, like Forbidden Desert, we'll just stick the whole thing in our bin down here. Uh, Forbidden Desert is great because you can play up to six people and everybody has a role. So it's kind of like a story you're going through and you're trying to get out of the desert before where the sandstorm comes in and buries you. First time we played, we got buried in like, I don't know, six turns. We had no idea what we were doing. So um, this one's easy to learn, easy to uh, understand, and everybody um, gets really attached to their role, which is great. I've got a really great six-year-old water carrier. His job is to bring water to everybody. And we've actually used real water instead of the little fake water cards. We'll actually get a bottle of water and put little markers on it. And so every time the sun beats down, if you don't have a little shade over your head, you know, you have to drink some water. And then if you run out of water, then that's really bad. Um, so we actually do it with like real water. <laughs> um, I've actually set up Clue all over the house. Uh, we made, played a life-sized version of that, uh, which is really fun. We had a huge room and then we divided it into different areas. And, and, um, and so that's something you can do too. This is another one I made a huge board for one time. I think it was, um, I think the boards are 12 by 12. So I, I had 12, um, so one foot square tiles. And we all played Robo Rally with remote controlled robots. <laughs> so we were on the outside controlling the robots and I made a whole board. It was a birthday. Um, and so Robo Rally, if you haven't played it, is super fun. And so you're on these boards. Um, we actually picked it up more and made our own at some point. Um, but you're on these boards and you're a little robot and you're trying to do things and you use your conveyor belts and you're trying not to like fall into the pit of death and you're trying, it's basically capture the flag with robots. Um, and so you have like, and this is a really cool, so if you're introducing people to programming, you have to program your robot using cards. The cards will say move forward, you know, make a right turn, now make a U-turn. Um, so that's really, this is a cool game to get to, to play as well. So especially if you like to play capture the flag. There aren't that many pieces. 
My kids loved it so much they um, slept with this outside in our treehouse and then some of the pieces melted, but <laughs> we still play with it um, because they, they just love playing with it. And they actually love creating their own boards. Let me show you a couple that they've done. So they would actually make their own boards to play on because they're just, it's just a grid. And then you can put whatever you want on that space. So that space might have, you know, teleporters or it might have, you know, flames that go off every, you know, third turn or something. So they had a good time with that. Um, the great thing about a lot of these games that I've been pointing out is they, they, they have a lot of, a lot in them, including, uh, for example, this one's got a lot of logic. Uh, games often have a lot rely on logic, but it also has how to work together in a team. Um, especially when you're playing food chain, you got to work with your neighbor or you're out of business. Um, one of my favorite roles is to be like the marketing queen here, and so I will market to everything, but I don't worry so much about fulfilling it, which is why I never win the game. <laughs> my kids are really good at figuring out what's hot, what's selling, and then they find ways to get it and give it to customers. Um, so they, they're actually really good at that one. How are we doing so far? Do you guys like this? Okay, you want a couple more or am I like completely overwhelmed you and, and lost you? Um, these are some new ones we got. Splendor is really cool, it's simple um, to start out with. We actually haven't put this in a bin yet, but as you can see, it's just this. Um, you basically are into rocks, you're into gems and you're trying to sell them to wealthy people that can pay you lots of money. <laughs> um, Azul is a really fun game. I didn't think I would like this one. But it's, um, let me show you, it looks like this, and game board looks like this, and you have these um, tiles, and you're working to make these beautiful patterns in here. Um, so for, kind of looks like the cover, actually. So, so that's a fun one to play as well. Um, patchwork, this one is neat because it's, it's kind of like um, Tetris, only in, it's talking about a, like a quilt. Um, and by the end, you've got this beautiful patchwork that made. Okay, on to a couple of more. Oh, okay, more science-y games. This one's really funny. Um, we always, I don't even know if we finish this game because we're laughing so hard. Um, this one's called Factory Fun, and you basically are in a factory, and if you're making um, paint is what we think of it. They just call them color pots, but there's a money track so you can track how much paint you've created and how much you've sold. But basically, you have these little machines that stick out paint. Um, and so you have these little machines, and so like paint comes in here, here, and now it spits out. It takes three orange and two, oh wait, three orange and one blue to make two blue or something like that. So you have paint that comes in and paint that comes out. And so you have to put all your machines together in a certain way, in a certain combination with more paint pots. Um, and it's just really funny because after a while, you've got sometimes you've got like perpetual motion things because you didn't hook them up right. And so it's, this is like all about plumbing. <laughs> so this is actually a really fun game by Z-Man Games. Um, and so they've got all kinds of pipes and connectors and tubes and stuff that you can put. That's a fun one. Um, Ticket to Ride, I know a lot of people have played that one. That's a wonderful one. If you can find it, get your hands on a secret door. <laughs> this is a good one for little guys. Um, it's basically uh, all the cards are upside down and then as you go through you've got to remember which one is where to open up the secret door. So that's our favorite one to play on Halloween. Um, okay, how are we doing? Okay, the most complicated game ever <laughs> that we still like to play um, that can be played in under an hour is Race to the Galaxy. If you haven't played that before, it's a card game. I wouldn't say it's very educational. Um, it's just fun. Uh, let's see. So now we're just going to the fun ones here. Um, Terra Mystica we have. It takes up three bins because it's so huge. 
Um, Container. This is a movie, a movie. This is a game, I think, from the 70s. I had to make my own because I couldn't find it. And I had to print out my own game board pieces, but it's basically your, your shipping containers. Um, and I, I actually just made my own pieces for it, or found my own pieces for it. And it's called Container. Um, and it's a shipping game. It was, it's for, if you want to teach your kids about how to bulk process, bulk ship things, it's uh, pretty good for that. Um, let me think if there's any others that I would, oh, yeah, of course. There's two more that I would pull out. I hope this has been helpful. By the way, I'm Aurora with Supercharged Science, and you are in my personal stash of games. Um, Seven Wonders. Um, this is great because it teaches, um, it's cooperative, but it's like you're playing solitaire, but all at the same time. And um, you're sharing resources and so forth. But what's, uh, what's really cool is you got to work with your neighbor because you can buy and share resources to help build your, um, your wonder. And it took us a while to figure out you actually don't have to build a wonder in order to win. <laughs> but, um, and so that one's a good game to get if you, if some of these look, wow, these are really complicated. Seven Wonders can be played in like 20 to 30 minutes. And it's a good one to actually get started with um, before you jump off and leap into the, I'm a serious board gamer um, arena. So it looks like this. There aren't that many pieces in it. Underneath here is like money and tokens and stuff like that. So it's not too scary of a game, and it's it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it, um, which shouldn't take too long. Um, this is one where it doesn't take any whatsoever. So if you've ever heard of Stephen Covey and Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, I know he wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he also made a board game. And so this one's super cute, and it's got a little seven, and you have to find all seven habits. Run this as a game. It takes us like a long time to go through this because we're constantly talking about how it applies to real life, and so that's one a game that I actually really like, um, and it has you know cards and so forth that you can put through, and so you can find this one. It's called the Seven, the Seven Habits of Happy Kids, and so Stephen Covey's family actually is the one that put this together. And so that's one that we've played. Um, there's also, for teenagers, there's one similar to this. It's called Thrive, Thrive Time. Um, and I think in our move, it got pitched or lost. I, I still haven't been able to replace it. Uh, but it's a simulator game for teenagers to run their own lives. And especially things when things don't go well. So, <laughs> so that's a, a very educational version of that, uh, of this it's got more things in there, like what happens if you throw your cell phone in, you know, in the toilet, <laughs> and then now what happens? Um, so there's lots of, lots of that. so if you're looking at this going, wow, I want all those games, right? But I have none. The only one I've ever played is Monopoly, which is here. Um, so where do we start? Um, I would start with, for example, with Seven Wonders, and then I might move on to some cooperative games like The Forbidden Desert. I would definitely um, include that. And I would try, oh, we didn't talk about Compounded. Compounded is probably the most sciencey game here. You're a scientist in a laboratory. This is what the money track looks like, periodic table. And you're a scientist here. This is a great one. There are four test tubes, and you have to bring your token up to the tubes by doing different things in the game. Um, there aren't that many, many pieces. This is it, this tiny little thing. And you can play, I think it's four or five players um, with this one. And you have elements and cards and stuff. And you got to make your, I'm trying to bring up some more things. Um, you've got to make your, 
little laboratory bench um, and your chemicals before they're like there's a lab fire and then you know what if you are mixing one chemical that actually is really flammable it'll make all the rest of them blow up for everybody else <laughs> so it's it's really fun and you can actually see the actual compounds are here and um, you are have elements and uh, yeah, let me see if I can get a big one um, sulfuric acid for example you could be making that on your lab bench um, and the elements they're all shoved in behind the cards. Um, so all the elements are these little gems and rocks and stuff. So I would add this one to your list. So what did I say? I said compounded, which looks like a game piece. Here we go. Compounded. Uh, Forbidden Desert and seven, seven Wonders. I would put that on your list. Now if you're experienced, oh, you can also add um, Splendor. I would put that in there too. Um, if you've already done some of these and you want more, the most complicated ones are, uh, well, Robo Rally, because it can get very complicated. Wealth of Nations, which was the economic simulator game, my favorite one. Um, power Grid, which is the one with the nuclear power plants. Let me find the board for you. Um, sometimes boards don't fit in these bins, and so we have to put them here. Oh, no, that's a clue. Hang on. And Monopoly. I'm just going to show you what power grid looks like because it's such a unique board. Here it is. Okay, so power grid. Now you can get different boards of different regions. We have the United States on, which way does it go? This way? United States on one side, and the game was made in Germany, so Germany's on the back. You can kind of see there are all these little towns and so forth, and you have to make connections. So that's power grid, so I would recommend adding that. Now we're just talking about complicated games. So complicated food chain, if you can afford it. <laughs> I would get food chain, and I would also get uh, terraforming Mars is a good one, especially if your kids like space. And let's see, I didn't talk about that one. Um, let me think. The factory fun one we actually really like. Um, but that's not very complicated. Uh, if you want super complicated, you're going to play Race for the Galaxy, but it's not very, it's more like a video game. It's not very educational. Um, let me think, what else? Uh, oh, and so for business simulator ones, you can also add Go Venture. And it's Venture without the E on the end of it. Go Venture, I think it just ends in an R. Okay, so there you have it. Cool games you can play with your kids. And as I mentioned before, all of these are just not available all the time. Um, kids come in here once every two weeks, pull the games that they want out, and we have a family game night. Um, or sometimes I just get to pick Everything, everything we need is in here usually unless the board's too big and then they don't fit. And then we have a little place over here we keep them. And we also rotate games, or I'm sorry, we also rotate toys. So connects, Legos, um, slot cars are the main ones. And we also, um, We'll do the, uh, we always have like building blocks out, but we also have planks, wood planks in here that we'll rotate out. Um, and we have dominoes down here and, and so forth. So these will get rotated. So uh, kids just don't have too much stuff because the last thing we need is more stuff. And for our kids just to assume, like, I always have enough. Um, it's okay for them not to have an, um, a toy to play with all the time. And for my house to stay reasonably sane. <laughs> okay, well, I hope this has been helpful, especially during the holiday season. Maybe it's giving you some ideas. Um, there was one I wanted to mention that's one of my favorites, but I didn't actually tell you about it. So it's uh, actually Compounded is one of my favorites just because it's a chemistry game. Um, we did play the periodic table game. I forget. Uh, I think it was called periodic table. But it was really complicated for kids to understand. 
Um, this one's the Castle of Burgundy, Castles of Burgundy, and I really like this one. Not very educational, um, but I like it. It's fun. So, okay, so you've got it. The top picks that I had, again, um, if you want educational, is Wealth of Nations. For Working Together, it would be Forbidden Desert. For Business Simulator, it would be Food Chain. And um, where's the other one? Uh, for Science, Terraforming Mars and Compounded. And did I mention Wealth of Nations? That would be for Economics. And uh, let's see what else do I have. Uh, oh, for just good habits and values would be Thrive Time and, um, sorry, I'm not looking at you, uh, Govent, oh no, uh, Thrive Time and the Seven Habits. So, and we've been through hundreds and hundreds of games, but these are just my favorite. Now, if you have a favorite, I would love to hear from you what you feel is a great fit for you and your family. I wanted something that was just, would make my kids think, and also I've noticed over the years, sorry, of playing um, games that they work really well together with kids because we can pull their experiences from the game. So it's like, hey, remember when we were doing this game last week and I noticed you really stepped up and took care of your neighbor and you know they needed 200 bucks, you loaded to them. Well, this thing that's happening now with you and your sister, how about bringing some of that into this situation right now? And so it's been great um, to be able to pull those, uh, because how they play games is how they're going to play life. And so it's a great opportunity to teach your kids um, all the values that you feel are most important. And also with some of these games, especially the more complicated ones like Food Chain and, oh, what was the other one? Wealth of Nations. Um, the kids are already seeing how what they do affects other players and um, will also affect other choices that people make um, with how they show up in the game. So that's been really positive for us because then we can stop and talk about it. Um, honestly, my, my 12th grader was really glad he had played three or four of these games a lot because he really felt like he knew it inside out. Now he can apply it in different areas that he's learning about because he's going to go to college for business. So this has been really important for us as a family. Okay, well, I hope this has been helpful. Please do leave your comments. Let me know what you feel is great a fit for you and your family. And I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. And we'll do another Facebook Live tomorrow on some of my favorite science toys for kids. I will see you then. Take care, everybody.